0: My name is Conrad, bureaucrat level grade 36, and you are listening to the Candair podcast. Now stop it and get
1: back to work.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candair, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today to talk about the brand new website that's uh, launched March 27th, I believe, uh, ComicCentral.com, Lee Jeffrey. Thanks so much for being with us, Lee.
3: Hi, thanks for having me, guys
2: got a good show lined up for you guys today In our retro round table We're going to be talking about Nicolas Cage Yeah Nicolas Cage movies
0: Probably the finest actor of this or any generation I love Nicolas Cage I know, I make jokes, but Well, yeah, I do too I've got but, genuine uh, affection for the guy Yeah, he's cool He's cool
1: Except when it comes to Superman
2: no. no, yeah. Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> I
0: stand by it. I would have watched the hell out of that. <laughs>
2: oh, well, who wouldn't have? It's just I wouldn't have accepted it in the grand scheme of things. It would have been a own Well, it would have anyway, been a weird, we <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in the uh, comic vault, what are we talking about today, guys? What do you got? I've got something called Karnak.
0: Uh, came totally out of left field i'm like karnak who's that and even in the description they seem to be aware it's like don't know who karnak is well after warren ellis and such and such are done with you you will and i'm like all right cool i'll pay two dollars for that all right so i'm betting there's a vampire it was no actually nope. <laughs> no i was really pleasantly surprised by this one it's very cool i'm gonna have to finish the run
1: cool Jeff, what about you since Easter's coming up, i pulled up something with the Easter Bunny, and we're better than Holidays. Oh, there you the go. The bar with all the yeah. holiday Yeah, I thought you were going for Stavity Bunny for a second, but yeah. He, well, you know. I didn't think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's even the, what's uh, her, uh, uh, the one from Source Point. We talked about them last week. That new one that Peter... Oh, had, uh, Hallstar. Hallstar? No, the, the horror rabbit one that's going to be a show or a movie.
0: My favorite thing about this remember, is remember. that
1: the conversation just stopped dead.
0: Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Any
2: momentum we were building is Holidays up. is my book. The CPR on the conversation here. <laughs> All right, then we're going to turn our full attention over to Lee and talk about ComicCentral.com. So let's just kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. table. <laughs> diddle, 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 diddle. All right, everyone. Nicolas Cage movies. Where do we begin? Lee, would you like to uh, go first? Favorite Nicolas Cage movie?
3: Oh yeah. Um,
2: Such a long list to choose. Yeah.
3: Well, that's just it. Yeah. Exactly. I think he makes a movie a week. But um, <laughs> I'd like to say something really badass. But I'm gonna say National Treasure. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, that's but a I good love answer, those. Though.
1: Not at all. Them. That's so on well. my list. That absolutely. Oh, really? You could. Yeah. <laughs> After watching that, I wanted to. Hopefully, have some kind of history to my last name and <laughs> yeah. my lineage that would go back to do something Find like that. Some yeah. treasure hunt.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm not going to sit here cool? and pretend I didn't enjoy National Treasure the mm-hmm. first time I saw it. You know, it's it's not a great movie, maybe, but boy, it's a fun one.
2: There were two of those, right?
0: Yeah, three. I thought. Unless, uh, maybe I just had a stroke at some point. Well,
2: Lee's <laughs> the National Treasure expert here, so let's ask expert. her. <laughs> How many were
1: there? Do you know? I believe there's
3: only two. I, and uh-huh. I've
1: only seen two. Yeah, I think there are only Maybe two. Jake liked them so much he wished there was a three and <laughs> That's he what put it together it had in his some mind. elaborate fever yeah. dream or
2: something. <laughs> I would have taken a third one. Oh, yeah. For sure. The second one uh, wasn't as good as the first, but still had some cool stuff right. in it.
0: Absolutely. You could say
1: that
2: about almost any movie, though, I suppose. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah well...
2: Uh, World War II. The second one wasn't as good as the first.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> fast Times at Ridgemont High. I've never seen that movie. Oh, jeez. See, when it. I think of that movie, I always think of Sean Penn first.
3: Yeah, I didn't realize that Nicolas Cage was in that.
1: He was only in the background, really, at the uh, the restaurant, the fast food place... So I just what? found out that today. Is he like the
2: Eugene Levy of the that DVD cover, <laughs> just standing cover back there, like his arms up. out of the back with his arms up? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, what am I doing here? How would I get in this movie? Who knows? Yeah, he's just like an extra in the background. That I, I just found that out today. It was his first movie. He was okay. like what sixteen years old or something like that. Really? It looks exactly the same. Go figure.
2: Uh, do you uh, you guys remember? Um, this is an old movie, Valley Girl. You know, I've never seen it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever that seen that. I don't remember enough about it to even talk about it other than it was one of his first roles and it was before he changed his last name I can't remember his... Oh, uh, so it was like as something something Coppola? Coppola? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah and uh, I just remember uh, there were a lot of as ifs and whatever's in (laughs) that movie. (laughs) So cheesy. Is that the movie that like
0: established that like style of speaking, that jargon and that stereotype? Or did it come
1: before that and that, like, catalyzer? I think it probably came in the height of it. That was, yeah, the val, the the valley lingo. Valley girl. Oh my god. I'm a, call. That sound with a spoon? I'm a call. In
0: case you listeners at home didn't know what a valley girl sounds like. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> and knowing
2: is half the battle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, Lordy. Jake. Make All right, cage. I gotta.
0: I know you guys are gonna be like, "Oh, Drake and his vampires," but I, I watched this one. No, I'm gonna change my phrasing. I had this movie forced upon me. You ever seen Vampires Kiss?
1: Um, I don't know any vampires, so no, I've never seen it. It's Nicholas Cage.
0: <laughs> I don't know. They're not super clear on it. Either he is visited by a vampire woman in the middle of the night, or only thinks he has been, and he's convinced he's turned into a vampire. And technically, it's a comedy. But the weird thing about it is there is no comedy in the writing. There are no <laughs> jokes, no setups or punchlines. All of the comedy comes purely from his over-the-top acting. And I don't know, probably everyone's seen that Nicolas Cage like reaction image where his head is tilted and his eyes are bulging and he's making that oh, like, yeah. what are you gonna do about mm-hmm. it face? That comes from that movie. Yeah. And I swear to God, he holds that face for a solid minute. It's very <laughs> off-putting.
2: And that face reoccurs throughout his film career. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Kick-Ass, when he's being uh, burnt alive.
1: <laughs> oh, on the- oh, yeah. Yes. He's like, making uh,
2: those
1: crazy screams. Ah! <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie until I was looking up to see all the Nicolas Cage movies. Were oh, like, he was Big Daddy. I was like, yeah. Kick-Ass? Who- oh, that's right. <laughs> I love that
0: um, Adam West, like knockoff voice he does throughout the movie I don't know if you
2: remember he, he's got oh, kind yeah, of like, like a pseudo West up, yeah. Adaptation. Yeah. quickly hit girl we must <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that makes you
0: heroic <laughs> yeah. but yeah vampires kiss <laughs> super weird at some point he eats a cockroach whole because I guess that's what vampires do the scene that always comes to mind is he's like craving blood so he goes out into the park in the middle of the night wearing a trench coat, and he steals a pigeon. And I say steal. Like, it didn't belong to anyone, but the motion... Get back
2: here with my pigeon! Yeah,
0: the way he picks it up and hides it in his coat and, like, looks around to make sure nobody saw him. He stole the pigeon. I don't know from who, but it's worth a watch because it's so bizarre.
2: <laughs> pigeon stealing vampires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, Ghost Rider is another one that comes to mind. Oh yeah, those weren't great movies, but I had I fun with them. Uh, and going back to the crazy thing, his crazy face—I don't <laughs> like remember transformation. Was... Well, the first and the second movie, they they changed the transformation sequence into Ghost Rider, and one of them was really cool, and one of them was horrible. <laughs> and the one that was horrible was just like a camera like, spinning around his head really yeah. quick as he was, like, ah! like doing that crazy bug-eye thing. I was like, Jesus, I can't hardly
0: watch this. It's disturbing. <laughs> I tell you what, the tendons in Nicolas Cage's neck are the hardest-working actors in Hollywood. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Lee, favorite Nicolas Cage movie?
3: Oh, you want another one?
2: Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to keep going. Oh, we keep
3: going the with Nicolas these? Nicolas oh, okay. Cage
2: train is in full force.
3: Oh, man, um... Let's see, what else have I, oh, you know what, I just recently watched one with him called uh, something Joe, um, I can't remember what the name of it was exactly, it wasn't familiar. that great, but <laughs> I still only I can think of right now, <laughs> oh, you know what, impression. Con Air, what am I thinking?
1: Oh, there you go, yes. Con Air. the greatest movie of all time, yeah. yes, we, we bring that one up, up here and there on the show, he makes the all cool. <laughs> The <laughs> almost,
2: almost. It's not quite. Yeah. No, that movie had so many great people. Other than him, I mean, um, yeah. Um, Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich, Steve Dave Sammy, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, lots of good people. I did, it was just so corny. Oh, John Cusack was in that too. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true, wasn't he? But uh, gotta get home, with my baby girl. <laughs> Tie a ribbon
0: around the old oak
2: tree. This
0: boy is coming home. <laughs> oh, it's magic. The dialogue in that movie is so meandering. I, you know, I heard someone say, um, it's not the best written movie ever made, but it is the most written movie ever made. <laughs>
1: it yeah. just
2: keeps going. And you remember when it came out, I mean, and for years after, it was like the pinnacle like action movie, but somewhere <laughs> yeah. it crossed that threshold where it's one of the stereotypical, like, Kind of groups in with like the old Stallones Right right. uh, You know, Schwarzenegger's stuff Public taste changing over time (laughs) Still cool, just in a different way (laughs) Right Um, Let's see I had one, oh yeah, Face Off with John Travolta That was such a good movie, it was so long though I've still never never (laughs) seen it I've had it on my DVR for I think six years And I've never sat down and watched it The same thing happened to that movie As we're talking about with Con Air But it was still
1: a good watch Oh sure Still a good watch, nonetheless. Just when you think it's over, you still got about an hour to go. <laughs> it's. Not, <laughs> it was a really good movie, though. They they acted like each other so well. Yeah, they that did. Movie. I've seen stills and little clips,
0: but yeah, I've never seen the whole it's, thing. It's fun, you know. I tell you what, this is another one I haven't seen, but I've got to give it props just for the title, Bangkok Dangerous. That's no? a movie. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> starring Sir Nicholas Cage, also my nickname in high school. Bam!
2: Oh. oh, he got it in there. Yeah, look at him. And I'm a champion. I'm a son of a bitch anyway. That
0: catchphrase is like ever since we put it on a shirt, it's the magic is gone. <laughs> every time I <laughs> it feels like
2: a contractual. Sold out. You like, hear change drop every and time. That was my nigga. Yeah. Well, we'll come up with something. Dance new for you, monkey man. dance. <laughs> oh, Jack. Nick's
1: cage. You see The Sorcerer's Apprentice? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. No. I tried. I tried really yeah, It wasn't hard. that good at all. <laughs> it could have been so much better. Maybe if it wasn't for Nicolas Cage, I think. Being a long-haired wizard. <laughs> Most of Nicolas Cage's movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who else they got to play the... What's his name? It's the Bane Sorceress. I can't remember what his name is. From the Mickey Mouse Fantasia. Oh, yeah. Isn't uh, it, that's what it was based off of. I don't know.
0: In the movie, it's like Balthazar. Balthazar, yeah. that's
1: it, yeah. I've yeah. never seen Fantasia. Really? <laughs> I haven't either, but you've seen the... I used to love he Fantasia takes the talking. water and he's making it dance. And the just in like clips. I've never like watched it.
2: There was something about that movie I couldn't roll with. <laughs> no. There was no plot or anything. It was just like a music. Yeah,
0: it, was, it's you just know, it had a lot
1: Orchestral on. music with ah, cartoons. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch it right, right now.
0: What? I'd watch it right now.
2: Oh, okay. Have fun.
0: You guys finish <laughs> up here. <laughs> I've got business. I remember being younger. There was a sequence in Fantasia with, like, all these mythological... There was, like, there were centaurs gathering around and frolicking and playing. And I remember all the all the female centaurs were topless. And, like, as a weird five-year-old, I was like, Oh, I shouldn't watch this. <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> re- I felt like I was doing something wrong. It's like it was totally innocent. It's not like this is sexualized really bad. At I'm all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just couldn't get over it. I think I probably told my parents at one point, like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I need to be punished, Mom. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> <something> really bad.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Let's see, how long are we at here? What, we, we got, got time. Yeah, we got time to go. Okay, what about The Rock?
1: Oh, yeah. With, uh,
2: um, help me. Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yes. 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 Hey, that guys, a great, what time does Sean
0: Connery get to Wimbledon?
1: Suck it, Trebek. (laughs) Can't wait for the calming
2: embrace of death. No, that was a good movie. A really good movie. Uh, Very suspenseful. But uh, I think it also kind of falls back into that same category.
1: But, uh, Jack, we got uh, Raising Arizona. I'll always go to that one with him. You can come back to that one quite a bit. That movie is hilarious. You can watch it. It's Coen Brothers, right? I don't know. I think it's so far Have back. you seen Natalie? Uh,
3: yep.
2: Was he good? Is it worth watching?
3: Um, it's it's funny. Uh, I don't. I you know what? I saw it so long ago, I can barely remember exactly what it was about. They kidnap a kid, right? That yeah,
1: happens, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He gets married, and now. the wife can't. She's barren, so there's a right. millionaire that had like quintuplets or something like that. So she's That's like, right. they got too much. Right. They got more than they can handle. Go steal me a baby, hide <laughs> right. because his right. name That's was
3: super <laughs> trashy. The... Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's the bad, that's the funniest part is just him cuz he's so like burnt out looking the whole movie. So He just goes along with everything pretty much like, "Oh, okay. Go steal me a baby." <laughs> <laughs> baby Arizona.
0: Here's one that's not funny at all. I think Leaving Las Vegas. Oh yeah. It's I've never seen it. It's uh it's like his serious. It's his he, I think he was nominated or did he win an Oscar for that one? So one of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was an Oscar-nominated at the very least movie. He's an alcoholic who goes to Las Vegas, like with the plan. Huge alcoholic, of, like oh. s- barely functioning, with the plan to drink himself to death. Oh man! And he meets this woman. Was she a
1: it's prostitute, a prostitute at first? Yeah. Okay, and she yeah. didn't care what this right, she'd right? Get and, and they died kind from of doing it, so they hit it. They off. become uh, a couple to an extent.
0: They spend a lot of time together and just to destroy each other. Yeah, and it's wow. it's just like watching two lives disintegrate. <laughs>
1: Serious it is. It's really rough. I mean, God. It sounds kind I of didn't cool. even drink when I saw that movie and it made me not want to because there's yeah. one scene where he's in the liquor store and he has a grocery cart and he just fills it the whole, just full of bottles of alcohol. Ugh. And that's for like that night. It Sounds horrible.
2: Yeah.
0: Every time I take a shot I feel guilty because yeah. of that goddamn movie. <laughs> Got a Jake.
2: Here's a movie that's, uh, Brooke and I always go back to it the holidays. at the Family Man. You guys ever seen that one? No, I have any of you? Lee, have you seen that? Uh, the Family Man. Yeah, it's it's the Christmas movie. He uh he plays like a <clears throat> a businessman, like a president of some big company, and he oh, doesn't have. Oh yeah, like, is that any... like the
3: the one where he goes back in time, or uh, he
2: he is that right? Goes to sleep like on New Year's, Or excuse me, Christmas Eve, and wakes up like in an alternate timeline, like had he chosen like to stay with the woman he loved then go after his dreams of business and uh you know he woke up to a wife and kids and he had to acclimate to it and ended up you know falling in love with it and then at the end of the movie got that. jerked out right back to his you know his current reality so then it ends with him setting out to find her it was a good movie
3: hmm. yeah i have vague memories of that one too yeah for some same reason. here
2: I feel like someone out the window is going to yell, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lee, do you have any more? Anyone else have have Um, any more?
3: You know, I I, I saw him, uh, there was Season of the Witch that was bizarre. Oh
1: yeah, that wasn't that great either. No,
3: I was expecting it to be great because I really love those period pieces, but then it was like,
1: oh no, this is... (laughs) <laughs> Who was that that was in that with him?
3: Uh, uh, the guy that played Hellboy. I can't remember his name.
1: Uh, Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman. Yeah,
3: that's him. Yeah.
1: Was it? Yeah, with those two, you thought it was going to be good, but it Yeah, yeah.
3: Just, just like this quest with it. a
1: woman that they that was supposed to be a witch and right. stuff would happen every once in a while. I don't even remember how it ended. <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't either. <laughs> so,
1: I don't know why I brought it In an satisfactory way. Before. <laughs> that's, that's what the back of the DVD box
2: said. Something happens. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff happens. Come something with us now on a journey witch. from A to B. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh no, I know what it was. It was the Black Plague. There was the, the whole thing uh, with the Black Plague yeah. happening, and they were, I don't know, thinking that it was something to do with her witch. Yeah,
1: the witch brought
0: the plague. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about witches, I can't believe it took me this long to think of it. Wicker Man? Anybody? Oh my god. The most did,
2: easy I thought that to was rip on Nicolas Cage film of all time. <laughs> is it about making baskets? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, but tell me, I, it sounds familiar. I feel like okay, I've seen it. Like a remake of an older, much
0: more respectable film where his daughter. God, the plot is just indecipherable. His daughter goes missing on this island full of women who are just like a little bit strange and they're very holistic and they're. Obsessed with right. crops and harvest and honey and herbs, and there's some coven of witches, and they're trying to sacrifice him, and there's some no. thing about a pure bloodline. Oh, it's just nuts. It's got all these weird moments, like he punches a woman out while wearing a full <laughs> bear suit. Oh, man. There's a bit at the end where they break his legs, getting ready to sacrifice him. All spoilers. And uh, they cover. <laughs> they put his head in a basket, a wicker basket. Hey, there it is. And they fill <laughs> it with bees. And his oh, yeah. reaction, his reaction is literally, no, not the bees. it's uh, 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 <laughs> just making these park. horrible noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's it's horrendous. And
2: I'd watch it again right now if I had the chance. Okay. Well, before we end this segment right here, one Nicolas Cage thing we have to mention, at the very least, is uh, the picture from the 1800s that surfaced oh, yeah. that looked just oh, like yeah. him. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jake, you're the, the vampire. Last expert. time he was mortal, right? <laughs> 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 that was creepy. That yeah, was it was just freaking weird. like him. You know,
0: it's funny. This is, I don't know if we have time for this little anecdote. There's an old friend of the family who lives in Wapakoneta, Ohio. His name's Jim Bowser. He's an archaeologist. He lives on this sprawling temple he made out of igneous rock. It's a very bizarre story. We don't have time for the whole thing, but he has this picture of a man who killed his family by. Periodically biting them and drinking their blood because he was convinced he was a vampire. The guy's name was Horace Ray, and his picture looks exactly like that same picture. So when I saw that, I'm like, Horace, he's still out there. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Do you think uh, it could be the same picture? No, probably not. I think pictures of that style all kind of look samey. If you, you know, it's been so long since you've seen one. You yeah. know, but It was just creepy. It, really interesting to no one but me. So I'm glad I took up time with that. One. Man. <laughs>
2: And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) let's just pull open the door to the comic vault here. And I hate to say, I do not have a comic this week. Shame. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I got really busy and I had no time to uh, read one. So I'm relying on the three of you uh, this week. Who would like to go first? I would like to talk about Karnak. It was
0: really, really cool, and you guys should check it out. Now, I I don't watch a lot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or any of it, but you guys have. I feel like you're fairly up-to-date on it, so it it feels like a natural tie-in. I feel like there were elements I would have caught on that tie into the show in some capacity, but I didn't because I don't watch it. So Karnak is an inhuman who lives in some other dimension in a structure he calls the Tower of Wisdom, and he's got this group of disciples who are trying to learn from him, and he is an asshole. Like, mm. I feel like that's his dis- defining trait. He's just a huge
2: his dick. Superpower. Power. Yeah, I was gonna superpower,
0: <laughs> right. yeah. He's got almost a Sherlock Holmes thing about him. It's like, you're an idiot, I'm a genius. He's not being insulting. He's just telling you how it is. And uh, he's got these green, like, sigil markings on his face and a sc- scruffy beard, and his hands are all bandaged up, and he wears a hooded robe. He's a dick, right? But he's brilliant, and he's some ascetic, like, martial arts master slash philosopher. And Agent Coulson... Is sent to collect him. They meet in the Arctic, for whatever reason, uh, because there's a young boy who's undergoing teragenesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so he's becoming like them, and that puts him, like, outside of Shield's jurisdiction. For whatever reason, it's like the laws no longer apply to him because he's not technically human, so they need an inhuman to aid in the acquisition of this boy who's been kidnapped by a sleeper cell subdivision of applied idea mechanics called like uh it's, oh, who cares it's an acronym but but uh so that's why they call him in and really this first issue is just a showcase of this character karnak who spouts off a lot of cryptic wisdom and he likes to cap off his lessons by saying never forget who i am i am karnak <laughs> it's <laughs> almost a group-like thing but with more arrogance right and so they uh they're trying to get to the, the bottom of who kidnapped this boy, where he went and such, and he's talking to the parents, not well, just pretty much tearing them apart for being idiots. They find out that uh, one of the guards who was in the room with them during the interrogation, he uh, works for that sleeper cell. So Karnak extends his middle and pointer finger and touches the guy's stomach, and his liver explodes. <laughs> Holy cow. And he says, tell me the location of your headquarters. And the guy's like, I'll never tell you anything. It's like, okay. And then he taps the top of his knee, and his leg explodes. <laughs> and so he's reaching out to press his fingers against this guy's forehead, and Coulson grabs his arm and pulls him back, and he says, look, whatever you're doing, we need him alive. This is not helpful. And he looks at him, and he says, like, it's uh, like, I will help you to circumvent your idiot laws and find this lost boy. In return he will stay and study with me until such a time as I deem he is ready. And one more thing. Never stay my hand again or I will kill all of you. Never forget who I am. I am Karnak. <laughs> It pretty much carries on in that fashion. It ends right before he infiltrates this compound to get the kid back. But it's really interesting. And the art style was cool. You got Warren Ellis at the helm. You really can't go wrong. It's definitely worth checking out. I was pleasantly surprised.
2: Sounds good. Karnak. Never forget who he is. I don't think I will. Yeah, good. Very cool. Well, Lee, would you like to go next?
3: Oh sure. Um, I went sort of the opposite direction to the Easter Bunny, and I ended up with a Christmas book. Um, hey, hey. So, <laughs> Nothing <wrong with> that. <laughs> and it's basically just because it was the last one that I read. I, I recently picked up the um, hardbound edition of Claus with the. It's gorgeous. I, I mean, it's got like the gold leaf on the side, and it's so. That's oh, wow. always
0: nice. Too. It's yeah. so
3: beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the nicest ones I've ever gotten a hold of but anyway well I originally was attracted to it because of Dan Mora's drawings obviously um his artwork is just absolutely phenomenal I think he's becoming one of my favorite artists um but uh so basically the story is just about this sort of loner guy out in the cold and uh he wanders into a village that is kind of overrun by an evil king type um he's not apparently he's not the king but at first it sort of looks like he is and none of the children are allowed to have toys so um you know he goes out into the woods and he ends up playing some sort of magical flute that takes him into this kind of dr strange reality and he makes toys in this trance state and takes them into the children and of course they're caught and punished (laughs) Um, but basically throughout you find out that it's um Uh, the townspeople are being forced to, you know, work for some sort of evil force, and they never actually say it in the book, but I'm pretty sure that it is supposed to be um, Krampus. Um, Oh, man. Yeah, and so, you know, that sort of comes to light, and the the queen is uh, this man-from-the-woods ex-lover, and they kind of hook up back again, and everything turns out well in the end (laughs) uh you know so uh, he basically becomes this mythical santa claus type creature by the end of the book and he's got a sleigh driven by white wolves which is kind of neat it's sort of a twist on the reindeer and he's just sort of a badass so um i don't really want to give too much of it away if anybody's going to read it it's it's one of the most enjoyable reads i've had in a while actually um uh grant morrison wrote it and it's it was just delightful there's not a lot of word another word for it from beginning to end like i was really just sort of transported by it It it's fantastic
2: it sounds like a much more elaborate adult version of just santa claus is coming to town yeah i would say
3: it is yeah it's um it's gory and thought-provoking, and a little bit heart-wrenching at times, and you know, there's a little bit of romance in there. It's it's really well done. I was very impressed by it.
2: Yeah, I, I like the uh, idea too. Like you said, that uh, he would go into this like alternate, like dimension was it or trans state? Trans state, and like that's why no one can ever find Santa Claus. That's 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 neat. That's really yeah.
3: Cool. Yeah, some of the ideas in it that were were really different from you know things I've seen before. So,
2: what label yeah. was that on?
3: Uh, I think it's Boom.
2: Boom. Well, there you go. Sold. Yeah. yeah, they make good stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And that was called Claws. Oh,
0: that was yeah, that. That's Claws, like C L A U S, or like a play on having. Clause? No, it's actually
3: with a K. I thought it was a oh. C when I first wrote it, but it's actually a K. So, and I'm cool. not actually sure that they mean it to be Claws because they actually refer to him as as Klaus? Claus his first name so I don't know huh. maybe it's supposed to be Claus maybe I'm not sure
1: but yeah. Santa Claus <laughs> everyone the Klaus? mistakes him for Claus
3: who yeah. see Santa Claus <laughs> anyway the artwork is phenomenal I've you know it was just ridiculously well drawn
2: awesome I'm, I'm anxious to look at it yeah definitely <laughs> very cool hmm. all right and that leaves Jack what do you got this week
1: Holidays it is a bar where all the but fairy tale people, holiday yes. people like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, Cupid, uh Kwanzaa Leprechaun, the, yeah, the leprechaun and uh yeah, I think there's a tooth, couple more you in. say Tooth Fairy. I think I said the Tooth Fairy. She's kind of slutty. Yeah, she was a slut. But, <laughs> <is>. <laughs> but uh this one if you guys know the odd couple of the show yeah. familiar with oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. uh, cool. I mean like Two I know like steps.
1: Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon like right just yeah. that one was a slob and they'll yeah. super clean yeah. together well the title of this story is the odd couple okay and the Easter Bunny is all sad at the bar because he just found out that he was getting evicted because the <laughs> dentist next door to him is turning his building into a parking lot so Cupid comes over and he's like oh you come live with me yep upstairs for me the apartments uh, for rent so he goes and moves in, and meanwhile, Cupid is just up his ass constantly about being clean. And he sees lava lamps in Easter Bunny's house. He's like, "Those are fire hazards." He's like, "Oh, they're cool. I'll get you one." He's like, "I don't want to get my house burned down." <laughs> and he sees them carrying uh, fish tanks upstairs. He's like, "I don't know if those floors are, you know, strong enough for that." And he's like, "Oh, they're lightweight." The guy said that sold them to me. So they're like lightweight sharks. It's the water, burn. man. <laughs> But the whole time, they're both getting on each other's nerves. The Easter Bunny says, hey, I'm bored. Let's go uh, bowling. So they go out and go bowling. And he's like, you got 20 bucks I could have so we could play? And he's like, well, why did you want to go if you didn't have any money? Oh, because I was bored, you know? But the whole time, they're just going back and forth at each other like that. The Easter well, so bunny, This
2: just sounds like a comic about me and my friends
1: out for the night. Eh, so pretty far. much, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Easter Bunny ends up burning the whole house down because of his lava lamp, we find <laughs> out at the end. And there's also one part in there where uh, the Easter Bunny's getting on Cupid about something, and he's like, What do you think? Oh, some kind of pedophile with the cherubs around all the time? Because there's always like six cherubs, little babies <laughs> in diapers. <laughs> And the one He's like Yeah that's, actually, that's what I thought One cherub slaps him He's like I'm 600 years old <laughs> That was always Such a uh, Fun series And weren't like Each
2: issue They weren't they all uh, all standalone. Standalone, yeah. yeah
1: The one For the St. <clears throat> Pat, Patrick's Day Leprechaun Went out and or, What was that one Something about Finding his gold But the guy Ended up having Like horrible luck Or something like yeah,
2: that Yeah Yeah And finding his gold It came with a streak Of bad luck And then the end yeah. he wanted To get rid of it Yeah
1: and I'm trying to remember the guy's
2: name who... Dave DelaChase. That's, that's right, right. Yep. yes. we got to get him back. It's been a long time yeah, since we've is. had him on. Very cool. But That's it. Holidays, the odd couple. Awesome. Very cool. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, with that behind us, let's just turn our full attention over to Lee Jeffrey and talk about ComicsCentral.com. Thanks again for being with us today, Lee. Yeah,
3: no problem at all. You know, before we start, I just wanted to. I was going to say this at the beginning, and uh-huh. we, we got started so quickly, but I wanted to give you guys props for your Bane impressions on your last interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got to tell you, I was listening to it, and I had tears running down my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Really good.
2: That's oh, well, thank <laughs> you. Who was best? Who through. did best? No, I'm just kidding. You oh,
0: can't I even don't... tell who's speaking. No, <laughs> no, no it was the a same. Joke.
2: <laughs> They're all
3: <laughs> equally good. I was very impressed <laughs> by <laughs> them.
2: Maybe we should just do this interview like <laughs> that. <Exactly. laughs> oh, thank you. That's very uh, that's very flattering. It's more than we deserve. <laughs> <Yes>. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, ComicsCentral.com, and that's comics with an X. This was a very cool website to uh, read up on, and it just launched this uh, past March on the 27th, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, and, I
2: did. And I love the, uh, the line, by indie artists for indie artists. Can you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about ComicsCentral.com?
3: Sure. Um, so what Comic Central is, is a uh, indie comic hosting platform, uh, marketplace and community. So um, what happened was we noticed as uh, indie creators, a group of us noticed that there was sort of a hole um, for indie comic creators uh, in the internet where there was no really no place for people to come together and learn new skills um, and collaborate with other artists. It was, it was difficult for us to find each other. I'm actually an illustrator myself and... Um, there was really no community for us, and then once our books were actually created, there's limited uh, resources out there for us to actually sell our work. It's it's sort of limited to spending a lot of money on comic cons um, mm-hmm. and expos, or um, you know, placing our work on Comixology and getting gouged, um, or you know, other various sites that don't have a lot of traffic. And so we decided to take um, you know our skills. As my my day job is I'm actually a graphic designer and I work in marketing, and oh, so. Nice. Yeah, so I decided to get together a team of of uh, people who I have worked with through um, other marketing jobs, and you know, say let's let's throw our skills behind a website for comic creators. Being that we are indie comic creators, um, we know what people want. So we decided to put this website together, and we launched it at the end of March there, and we're doing really well, and we're really excited.
2: I was going to just say, uh, yeah, being at the end of March, it looks like you already have a ton of followers yeah. and a lot of content on the website itself. Strong start. Yeah. Absolutely. And I yeah. want to
0: say this isn't like a super profound addition to the, such a clean layout. Like right oh, when yeah. the page fired up, it looks so professional. And I I like seeing that in a website because I'm neurotic and I know <laughs> I'm more likely to spend money on a place if everything's neatly arranged. And right. I thought it looked really, really sharp. That it awesome. Does.
3: Thank you. Thank you. We spent a lot of time on that. So well, it shows. I appreciate that.
1: How's the submission process? I know Comixology is supposed to be pretty grueling on yeah, the way that's what I've the heard. layout yeah. is in the setup.
3: It is. Um, I've actually submitted books to Comixology, and their their approval process is almost like they don't want indie on there. And I, I know that's not true, because they've... You know gone out of their way to advertise towards indie creators um but it is very daunting um many times it's you know six months and then they'll get back to you and say your book is in the wrong format or there's pixelation or things like that Jeez. so we decided wow. to streamline that process um and make it very simple for people to upload their work um so basically all we do is you know you have to be approved for a store um, so you come on, you get approved for a store, and then you can start uploading your books. And everybody has their own storefront. So you can upload whatever you want in there. You can charge whatever you want for it. And then you get to ch- c- keep 90% of uh, the commission. So we're That's just taking – Yeah, we're just taking a little tiny chunk just to keep the books on the database. Um, And, you know, it's up to you guys or it's up to the creators how much they want to charge. They can put things on sale if they want to. They can give people coupons if they've got somebody that they want to, you know, get their work out to. They can do things like that. So we just kind of wanted to give them a place where we're doing you know a lot of advertising work for them and they can direct people to that they know they're going to be able to download the book and and it's going to be a great quality and stuff like that so we do minimal um uh approval process we basically just take a look at the book make sure all the pages are there and you know we don't we don't go in and say you're not allowed to swear or we we don't do anything like that so it's it's pretty raw content yeah
0: well, that's awesome. Yeah, I really like because I mean, how many people have we had on the show who have talked about having trouble getting a published to this or that? Yeah, they've got to create their own little website, and then you've got the problem yeah. of you know making sure people know where to go, how to get there.
2: Well, yeah, not only that, but like networking and meeting. Uh, you know, networking. like if you're an illustrator, a writer, and vice versa. Uh, aside from you know just going to cons and talking to people, a lot of yeah. people we've had on say they're. There isn't a big... Uh, there isn't really anywhere sure. to do that. What, are you going to go on to Deviant art is. or something and send a bunch of messages out? And no, that's what you a lot wanna... of people do, honestly. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with oh, Deviant sure, art, but, but um, it's probably not delivering quite the results no. that an indie
1: creator wants to no, see when they're trying so. to launch themselves. Like, this can probably deliver. Like go that, ahead. That creator that got a hold of us today that is trying to get the word out a little bit more, this would probably be... Almost right up their alley kind yeah. of thing.
2: Well, this is going to be one of those things we start. Uh, we are just going to have to tell everyone that's on the show about this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just being serious because uh, yeah. you know these people are looking for something like this, and right. it's there. And being so new, there's a lot of people that probably don't know about it. We're going to change that. We <laughs> yeah. are going to change that. Cool, awesome. And it's got a really clean layout. So don't <laughs> <laughs> it's got that going for it. I love it That's fun. And um, another cool thing about this is you don't have to uh, you know, be a comic creator at all to get on the website and make a profile You can just get on there and check out some fantastic artwork, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, one of our goals was to make it a very inclusive community. Um, You know, there's there tends to be a little bit of a stigma wrapped around comics, where some people feel that it is um, a little bit difficult to sort of get into the um, I don't know what you call it the lifestyle. And the wrong word, but um, uh, you know, it's a little bit daunting for some people to approach comic books in general, because there's the whole, um, idea that, well, you have to know the, you know, the whole story of Batman or, you know, like there's, there is that side of it. And so what we decided to do was make it extremely friendly and extremely helpful. And we were saying to everybody, you know, if you want to come in and you want to learn about comics, we've got people to help you do that. We've, if you want to learn how to make comics, we've got people that are willing to do that. Um, the indie comic book community is extremely, um, uh, supportive and helpful for new creators and and I really want people to know that that you know if you reach out to an indie creator nine times out of ten they're going to come back at you with some great advice or want to talk to you or want to get to know you and um, you know we just wanted to make a place where it felt like people were comfortable with coming and doing that
2: we can contest to that. Too. Yeah, we've that, absolutely had the same experience. Uh, the the warm welcome from that community that we got when we started uh, going around to the scene was incredible, and we still continue to get it. They're yeah. just so gracious, and yeah. everyone's willing to scratch each other's back, and that's what it takes. You know, there's yeah. it's it's there's such a divide between like the indie comic scene, both from a
0: creator and like being a fan. Where you've got this inclusiveness and sharing ideas and helping each other out and, and you know, okay. just all of that compared to, not to sound like a dork or an elitist, but like the mainstream comic... Fans, Talk. where it's yeah. <laughs> where there's there's so much judgment, you know. Like you mentioned, like if you don't have an encyclopedic knowledge right. of a particular right. series, you, you don't even deserve to be part of the
2: conversation. You know, I feel yeah. like you get a lot of that kind of attitude from. I, I always go back to this musicians. Not that all oh, musicians yeah. are that way, <laughs> but in my experience on this show and what we, I was trying to do before this show. Man, there was never a friendly welcome from all the people I've reached out to. One band,
1: had yeah.
2: a friendly wow. reception. All the other ones was either nothing or like piss off, you know. <laughs> Not really? the case in this uh, in this community. So I think yeah. we found a hope.
3: Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that 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 the stigma is actually real. I think that you know television shows like The Simpsons with the comic book guy have like <laughs> made that feeling like that. That's what happens. But I. I've never actually, you know, come across it myself, and most people have been very welcoming and very, you know, fun to do. So, I don't really know where that came from, but it seems to be out there, and I do have people that sort of like, you know, gingerly come up to you and talk to you, and then they realize, oh, wait a minute, this is okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're letting the world know it's okay. Come talk to the comic people. So you yourself, do you get out to the uh, conventions much? I mean, do you are you going to be having like a Comics Central, like facing it at con, cons or anything like that?
3: Yeah, that is our goal. Um, we eventually want to move out and do the cons. Um, this year, our plan was to focus on the website and build the website up and, and really get that up and running. And then next year, uh, we'll come up with a plan for actually hitting a bunch of the cons. And we actually um, do have a really great plan for, um, you know, getting some... Uh, satellite type people out there. We've got a a really great um, uh, base of users that are willing to um, spread the word at the cons for us. So um, we're probably going to explore some of that in the future. Um, Myself, I mean, you know, I've, I've been to them with my own work, but um, as far as comic central goes, probably we're looking at
2: next year. Awesome. You're going to have to let us know uh, when that's about to happen. We'll put the word out you guys are in Canada, correct?
3: Yeah, we're in Calgary, Canada.
2: Yep. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners at home, you can head to ComicCentral.com. That's comic with an X. And uh, on Twitter at Comic Central. Are there any other places uh, listeners should be uh, directed to?
3: Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook as well at Comic Central and Instagram oh, yeah. if you're into that. So yeah, we're there too. But How yeah, come, come and check it out.
2: <laughs> That's why you're the social media guy. and I am what I I do what I do. Well, Lee, this has been a lot of fun, and I'd like to get you back on the show sometime, talk about uh, some of your uh, personal work, if if you'd be cool to do that.
3: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Lee.
3: Great. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Jack, what do we have on the
1: website? Go to CannedAirPodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, watch some of our YouTube page. Ghost <laughs> <Go What>? off. <laughs> it's got pictures. It's pretty. I brain farted on that one. What? Special guest page, did you say that? Yeah, special guest page. Watch some of our YouTube videos, see the wall of justice, and check out the Hall of Heroes.
0: And be sure to follow us on Twitter at air. Pod, There it is. And Instagram at canned <laughs> underscore air. That was like, uh, every time. That was like half a failure. They say by the 20th time you... are uh, I'm ready to be
2: the exception. Okay. <laughs> Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, be there. Or (laughs) B-Square Absolutely And uh, like Jack said uh, Head over to YouTube Or did you say that? You just said Watch the videos videos On the website Head over to YouTube We got a lot of stuff Happening over there We're going to be Putting up a lot Of uh, cool stuff here Very soon Uh, Something very much In the fashion Of Mystery Science Theater Mm -hmm. We're not doing Nothing original here people (laughs) We're just having fun Doing it We don't have Our own ideas (laughs) Right Uh, Head over to Society6 That's what we forgot A Society6 Uh, commercial today We're doing it right now Plug Society6 Society6.com forward slash CandarePod Go get yourself a Candare t-shirt A mug A, a clock, clock. A Pregnancy test What's still in there? I don't
1: even know what else Bro, have bags. To, no, bro no. bags Bro bags yeah. Dad, hats, Dad whatever hats Whatever those are
2: <laughs> oh, Yeah, I still don't know what the hell that is oh, Are there mom hats? I don't Mom have pants
0: Mom oh. jeans get with, your
2: with the logo Kandare on the Kandare front
0: Candare <laughs> belt buckles
2: uh, and then also head over to uh, cannedairpodcast.bandcamp.com and to uh, get a copy of the Candare Fantasy Fight. At the rate it's going, people, it's only going to be there for about another week, so you better get your copy now if you want it, because it's going into the vault after that. <laughs> into uh, the Disney vault? <laughs> yeah. We're not as snooty as Disney. We we know the combination to our vault. Ah, there you so, go. So uh, we can get in there should anybody want it, but uh, yeah, it's coming off Bandcamp. Please buy our stuff. <laughs> We're hungry, people. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Collin. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And I'm Lee Jeffrey. Thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) You can go now. (laughs) Now you have my permission to die. tell mom billy did it hold on there mervin wow it's flint it's one thing to break a window but it's another to blame simple billy you should be inside listening to the candor podcast what about the window i guess you shouldn't have broke it now we know and knowing
1: is half the battle
2: gi joe
1: To Skype call
0: testing
3: service.
2: Hello. After
0: the
3: beep, please
2: record How a message. You?
3: Afterwards, your message will be played back to you.
0: You guys ever fantasize about choking this woman out?
2: Hmm. Just wrapping your hands around? Do neck. I? You think her screams of panic would be in that accent? Oh God, I hope so.
1: <laughs> Help me! Ah. Uh. <laughs> You've got questions.
0: We've got answers.